house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Here I am. <laughs> hey, everybody. I want to welcome you to the show tonight. Yeah, I do. How many of you guys love this upbeat music? How many of you want to go dance like this? We should have joined. Yes, Stacy's on right now. Yeah, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> With my guest. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> Ah, hello people. Hey Carmen. Hey Rachel. How are you guys out there? Hey Kim. And whoever else is in there. Hey, you know what? Do me a favor. Share this out. Sharing is caring, people. Look in my eyes. See the pleading I have there? I'm pleading for you. I'm just kidding. I'm not really. (laughs) But if uh, if you don't mind, go ahead and share it out. That would be good. More people will see it. Because you know those platforms like to hide us. You know, you could say that we're a best-kept secret. Yeah, you could. But then again, a whole bunch of other people, you know, they know who we are. So, anyway, I want to thank you all for tuning in on Periscope, on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Twitch, and I think we're on Dot Live, right? No. No, we're not. They Dot, they Dot, do That platform killed us, people. Yeah, they did. They died. <laughs> So much for the name, Dot Live, huh? <laughs> you about Mixer. Mixer. Okay, whatever. Anyway, we're all over the place, people. Yeah, we are. Fix your sound. It's too loud. Really? Okay, well, Airface can figure that out. <clears throat> Thanks for the update. All right, so before we get into our guest tonight, who I met in a Christian Business Partners networking group, I want to make a special announcement regarding my show last night with Virginia Prodan. So last night, I had on Virginia Prodan, who is the author of the book, um, Saving My Assassin. And in all total seriousness, please go back and watch that episode that I did with her. Uh, She is an international human rights attorney. Uh, She was persecuted for her faith. And she was on the show in order to warn us about socialism, because she lived under that. And she understands um, what could come to America, and actually, frankly, is kind of creeping into America. So, if you if you're on our YouTube channel, please subscribe to it. And if you watch the show over on YouTube, please hit like. Okay, because this what this does is this actually lets more people see it if you actually like the show and subscribe. And then the other thing you got to do is you have to put your notifications on. Because some people are going, well, I don't know what your show is on. Here's the news flash. It's on at the same time <laughs> every day. Every day we do it. But here's the thing. Uh, if you know, if your notifications are off, you're not going to be notified of it. So you gotta you got to click that notification button and then do it. And then, of course, same thing in Facebook. If you're following us on our Bible News Radio page, click the thing so it shows in all the feeds. So that way you can you can see it if you're on Facebook. Periscope, 
you got to have notifications on in there uh, and all that in order to see it. And or just set an alarm. Put it on your phone. Put Bible News Radio and then set your alarm to go off five minutes before the show and then you'll never miss us. I'm here with great tips, people. Yeah, I am. Okay, so tonight I have a special guest. Yeah, we've got something going on with the audio. It's odd. It's just like, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to just reset for a moment. You're going to reset? Okay. Reset the audio, not the broadcast. Okay. We're going to go silent for a moment and then come back and then see if that fixes it. It's just like. All right. Well, in that case. Let's try that. I'm still doing it, but we'll roll with it. It sounds like it had too much trouble. Is it better? Wait, hold on. I'll, I'll listen. It sounds like it had too much trouble. Oh, wow. That's Is awful. Is it better? Wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds horrible. On Periscope, anyway. Does it sound that way everywhere? I don't know. You know what this means, you know. It's just like... This means that tonight is supposed to be heard. Uh-huh. Because right. the devil is trying to interfere in this. That's the way I look at. It's all positive, people. It's like the last great sip of a milkshake. You what? get the straw, and you drink it out of there at the bottom, and you make all that noise. Just consider it that. You'll check Facebook? Okay. Where's your mic level at? My mic level is... It's turned up... Like almost full blast. Now it's full blast. Should I turn it down? Yeah, I should turn it down. How's that? Is that any better? Wait, hold on. Testing. Testing one. Testing one, two, three. Testing one, two, three. Testing one, two, three. Hey, just so you know, I turned it down on purpose just to mess with you. I can't hear you now. I know. Hold on. Is that better? Okay, how's that? That good? I guess. I'm, that... Okay, that looks better. I'm listening on Periscope. You sound good. Okay, I'm going to do that. All right, people. Pray over the spirit, the prince of the power of the air. Okay, all right. Now that we've got that out of the way, let me tell you about my guest tonight. Okay? Wait, hold on. I need to do this. So, tonight my guest is Del Gerard. Yeah, he is. Can you see me? Yeah, you can. Okay. Anyway, uh, Del is uh, the author of a book, a co-author of a book, or author of a book called Living with Heart, who also, Les Brown, you know that guy, that famous motivational speaker guy? He also had something to do with it, too. He's an inspirational speaker. Uh, he uh, also wants to talk about the spiritual-minded life. He told me to never claim what, what I don't want. Yeah, he did. Um, he believes in helping people build their faith and transform people's lives. Yeah, he does. But here's the thing. Most of you don't know who he is. And that's why I like this show, because I, I like to introduce people to you that you don't know. Because, you know, all those people that you do, do know, many times they're overrated people. Yeah, they are. <laughs> and what I can tell you is, is I uh, went to a networking meeting uh, in California. I just zoomed over there, 
and there and I happened to pop into this one group and he was the motivate he was the motivational high, uh, spotlight of the day and so I was like ooh this better be good because you know I'm gotta sit here in this meeting for an hour and you know if you've ever been to network meetings man I could totally do a poll spoof on that but anyway Dell was speaking and it was so good that I started to screenshot everything that he said. And then afterwards, I messaged him. I said, I want you to come on my show because he didn't put me to sleep. He didn't bore me. Uh, it was super great. So anyway, so that's why I invited him on the show because he's so cute, too. Anyway, so Del, welcome to the show, buddy. Well, thank you, Stacey. I'm just cracking up over here. <laughs> thank you for that introduction, too. Yeah. And that's yeah. exactly what she said. She called me up. She said, I want you on the show. I was like, me? Why me? <laughs> well, you know, hey, I think that, I, th I think you're a great communicator. So anyway, so I wanted to, so are you okay with the sound and all that? Can you hear me good? I can hear you great. Okay, good. I mean, great. Turn, turn up a little bit, you. I'm going to turn myself up. How's that? <laughs> that good? Doesn't seem any different, but. Is that better? That's better. All right, people. Hey, you go ahead, put your thumbs up, and I'll put my thumbs up. We'll see who's our bigger. Yours, yours are bigger. I'm a bigger guy. Come on. <laughs> yeah, you are. All right, so tell everybody a little bit about you because um, I see you got some basketball picture behind you, and and you have a beard, and and you know, and you're tough and stuff. So. Well, the, the picture behind me is actually the the Laker greats. So behind me, you know, you got Magic Johnson, you got Kareem, and you got the, the late great Kobe Bryant, as you can see, mm -hmm. you know, and then of course we got the coaches uh, for championship. And my son gave me that probably three years ago for Christmas. He surprised me and he didn't tell me anything. And he gives me this big old thing. And I was like, Hey, and it was like legends. I'm like, yes. And then he goes, you got anything to do tonight? And I'm like, no, I'm going to sit in the house. He goes, you're coming with me. Okay, and goes, you can't ask any questions. Okay, this is Christmas Day. And he's driving to L.A. And I don't know anything. And I see, you know, the stadium. The, the, and I was like, oh, I know, but I can't say anything. And, yes, we're going to the Lakers game. They're playing in the Clippers. Christmas Day. And I think we were like 10 rows from the court. Oh, so wow. I literally went down to the court. It was like, hey, Doc. And Doc turned around and said hello. And I'm calling out the player's name. What's up, Kobe? And they're all yelling. But it was fabulous. It was fabulous. And then we, they gave us uh, shirts that night. And so it was just awesome. So he gave me that for Christmas. And that was just a great, great present. That is so cool. I've never I've never gone to a, base, a basketball game. Oh, it's, it's great. I live out here in Southern California. So, you know, when I got here 40 years ago, I hadn't gone to a professional sports game, but then you go and it's like, yeah, so you go to basketball, you go to hockey, you know, you go to football. Basketball is really, really good. So that's one of the things I like. Lakers are my team ever since Kareem came down there from Milwaukee. So it's been my team for a long time. That's cool. Yeah, I've never been to California, actually. I hear it's nice, though. Yeah, and I've never been to what Pennsylvania. I've never been there. <laughs> I have. So. I, I went to Pennsylvania once. It was to cover a Justice Sunday event. I met Dr. Elvita King at it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So we can swap, and I can visit you. You can come visit me. You know, we can plan it after this COVID thing and all the other stuff. I plan on getting out, <laughs> traveling, you go a little bit. <laughs> you do know I'm messing with you, right? I grew up in California. 
I know you do. <laughs> yeah, I live in Tennessee, though. I don't live in Pennsylvania, but you were close. Oh. Yeah, you were. You were almost in the right time zone, mm -hmm. but not quite. Okay, anyway, I'm done picking on you. So tell everybody a little bit about you because um, I was really honestly impressed. I don't, you know, one thing that I don't do is just ask anybody to come on my show. I really don't because after doing this for 16 years, I kind of know what my audience likes. I know what I like. And, um, you know, I want people to have an opportunity to meet people that I think are extraordinary. And I think you are um, based on what you said in that meeting that we did. Now, you're you're highly educated. You've got some master's degrees and uh, kind of do you have a doctorate or are you working on your doctorate? I actually uh, went through the program and got their doctorate certification. Uh, all I had to do was turn in my dissertation and I'm doctorate. And after it got right at the point of the four year mark and I'm, I'm done, I got all stuff. With, and uh, I just said, you know what, I'm done. And I just walked away, but I, I can still do it. I mean, uh -huh. but you know, it's just one of those things where you want the title when you're a kid, you know, like Dr. J in basketball. I always wanted to be doctor, you know, but after a while you go, you know, it's not about all the accolades, it's not about all the titles. Uh, for me, uh, I'm a coach today. We don't say life coach, <laughs> business coach, all that stuff. Uh, I'm a teacher former teacher, former PE teacher, fitness trainer, you know, the whole nine yards, athletic coach. And the bottom line was I wanted to be a pro athlete. Yeah, I got strong in the fourth. Wow, right? look at those muscles, and man. Yeah. At, at, at 20 years old, <laughs> I come down here and I messed up on the school because all these places want me, but I wanted to go travel, you know. Mm -hmm. But everybody got the people that they wanted in school early, so I had no place to go, so I came out here. Southern California, where my high school coach's brother was. And day one, this coach says something. I don't know he's a coach. He's dressed in plain clothes. And he says something to me that I don't like. And I turn around and gave him a piece of my mind, and it's the head coach. And all hell broke out from there. It just, rah, rah, rah. So I got to the place about three weeks later, and I told him, basically, you suck as a coach. And he said, if you think you can coach, you take your black blankety blankety blank and coach. Now, this was my dream to be a professional athlete. I quit the team. And two weeks later, I'm coaching elementary school. Didn't want to be a teacher. My counselor told me to be a teacher. Didn't want to do it. Don't want to mess with them kids. I fell in love with it. <laughs> it was crazy. Fourth, fifth, and sixth graders. You're like a god to them, right? Yep. Can you dunk yep. a ball? Can can you? Can, I'm the I'm the punt pass and kick championship. I can throw about 80 yards with the ball. I can kick. I can dunk a ball. I can do hurdles. I can do baseball. So all these things, the athleticism that I had, added value to the kids, so where I can speak to them, and they listened. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I fell in love with it. But I wasn't planning on being a quote unquote coach in the lives of people. But God had a plan for that. And you don't know how your life is going to be. And as rough as it got, I was always speaking to somebody. There was always somebody asking me questions. And, hey, Dell, can you tell me how to do this? And it was no big deal. I'm teaching you how to just do this and do that and do that. And then you lead up. And so one day I'm crying. I'm 43 years old. I'm in my car crying out to God going, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? Because I've done all this stuff. And I'm reading in the Bible in uh, James chapter 3, verse 1, be not many teachers. Knowing, knowing what? You shall receive the greater condemnation. I'm not responsible for the lives of people. So I go up to the pastor and I say, hey, 
I don't want to do this. He said, you came to my office two weeks ago. That's what you want to do. Honest God, within less than five minutes, got me up, escorted me out and said, go talk to God. He laughed at me. But when I got to God right there on the church campus, I said, okay, I don't know what to do. And here's what he said. He said, can I deny who I am? Stupid question, God. But you're God, so I can't say anything, but no. And he said, neither can you deny who I say you are. Okay, that's the setup. So now I got to ask, well, who am I? And he said, you're a teacher of my word. I don't like the word. He said, you don't have to. You have to just follow my Holy Spirit. And when I accepted that, okay, I'm going to be a teacher of his word, not teach the Bible, but teach the word, that's when my life changed. That's when the boldness came. That's when I started speaking things. And I didn't question because I'm coming from a place of truth, as we believe, the Bible. So when I speak things, I speak with a principle that comes and is backed up by the Bible. So I don't have to question, am I telling you something that's correct? And that's how I started. And after a while, you just start speaking into people's lives, believing that the spirit is leading and guiding you. And people, because you're speaking with such authority like Jesus did, they said, you know what? I'm not going to question that. They started making the shifts within themselves, changing their mindset, opening themselves up to see a different way of looking at things. And then they started being successful. And it was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And, and that's what it really was about. So that's what I do today. I said, look, I help people see the value in their lives because mm -hmm. God values them. Eliminate the stories, <clears throat> excuses why you can't do what you're going to do, especially if you're a Christian and you say you believe in God and you have faith. Yep. Come on. Don't get, don't get me to start priest teaching because then it'll be like, he ain't going to stop. So see the value, eliminate the stories. And then we get rid of those stories are just the roadblocks. Those are the barriers. Those are the obstacles that are standing in the way of your success, which is why a proverb said, guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flow the issues of your life. So if we can get rid of those, now you have a clear path to live your life with and on purpose. And that's what I love to do. Amen. And you know what? That's why I wanted to have you on because I was remembering not only did you share all that with me, but in the presentation that you did in the networking group to kind of uh, speak to entrepreneurs, uh, one of the things that you you talk you shared a scripture, and I'm trying to rem I, I'm trying to remember it. I think it's Proverbs Proverbs eleven twenty nine eleven thirty. Yeah, Proverbs eleven right thirty. Uh, the one um the one about when I talked about Joseph. Yeah. Because they're, they're entrepreneurs. They're salespeople. Right. But you know, like I do, people do not like sales. Right. So it wasn't just do a presentation. It was, okay, let's give you some tools in here that would help you in sales, business, selling. But people say, oh, I don't know. I don't want to force anybody. And I don't want to sound like a used car salesman. So I pulled that scripture out. And he said, and I said, think about Joseph. He's selling grain. He's the second command in Egypt. God put him there. So all of a sudden, these people, famine, there's no food. They're coming. They say, sell us some grain. We want to buy. And imagine him going, I can't sell anything because selling is not good. Selling is this. Selling is that. And the Bible says that when you withhold the grain, the people will curse you. They will speak ill of you. They will do all these negative comments. It's a but. When you let them buy, you're selling, but you let them buy. But the Bible says when you sell it to them, he said you're blessed. So sales is a blessing. It's not a curse. Right. Somebody wants something. I think of uh, business as far as sales. I go, 
find out what people want, give it to them, charge them for that product or service. That's it. Right. I want to read the verse because Carmen, she just, I, and I haven't even told you this. Okay, wait, I got to tell you this first. Okay. So I have a friend named Carmen who is an entrepreneur herself. She's watching actually over here in, per in Periscope. But she's, Hi, Carmen. And, and what's really funny is you and I had had this conversation and you put Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24 uh, in your presentation. And this is what it says. There is one who scatters and yet increases all the more. And there is one who withholds what is justly due. And yet it, re it results only in want. Uh, and then it says the generous man will be prosperous and he who waters will himself be watered. Actually, that wasn't the right words, but, but it's, it's has the same principle to it. And anyway, long story short, um, I was like, oh my gosh, you, you are talking about how you're blessed to sell. And that's a gift. Literally the next day I was talking to Carmen because in my daily disciples group, I was, I was appointing, I asked the Lord, I asked people to read the Bible and, and Carmen did. And, and she, she answered my call to read. And anyway, we were having this conversation and she said, I've just been soaking in Proverbs for, you know, for like the whole year. And, and I just recently discovered this verse. And when she said that verse, she said the exact same verse. And I'm like, really? Seriously? The exact same verse in Proverbs? There are no not, accidents here. Okay. Yeah, which, which nobody actually ever, like, I mean, seriously. So I was, so I shared it with her and the Holy Spirit. We were like praising God. It's like, oh my gosh, it's so great. You know, just this confirmation that it's a blessing to sell. And yet there is a sleazy salesperson thingy out there that that kind of you know if oh you're a car salesman really you're a realtor you know i mean oh you sell legal shield you know i mean it's it's there there is a, unfortunately a negative connotation because people are scummy at it right i mean let's just say it you know so uh it is a blessing to sell and it is a blessing and the lord knows people have needs wants desires right and we are gifted by god so if you can help them, and that's why I put in there in my presentation, don't try to sell anything. We are in the selling business when people buy. You go into McDonald's, you went in to buy. But McDonald's wants you to come in and buy because they want to sell. So selling and buying goes together. But if you want to sell, don't try to sell what you want. Try to help somebody buy what they want. It's still making a sale, but the difference is it's not me focused. It's right. other people focused, exactly. which is a principle of the Lord. You will reap what you sow. That's so right. I'm going to sow into you that you get your, like Zig said, and then when I help you get what you want, it's amazing. I get what I want. And even when we go to the restaurants, the waitress, she knows that. What would you like? Oh, I would like this. How would you like that? And they, they do all that stuff and you go, she is awesome. She is awesome. And what do you do? You don't even pay for the bill. I mean, you do, but you pay for the tip too. Mm -hmm. It's blessed. So yeah. if you want extra, start helping people, serving them like they want to be served and you will reap the rewards. And that's what the Bible says. Hey, a servant is worthy of his wages and some even double. So I'm looking for double, baby. Double, triple, quadruple. That's what I'm looking for. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> the more you have, the more you can give. Don't get me on the start. I get on the rampage like I couldn't stop him. I couldn't stop. 
Oh yeah, I have the mute button, Dell. Just so you know. Oh, see, I've done my, this for a while, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I have. Uh, oh. Although, oh, it's eleven twenty-six. Okay, hold on a second. Ah, yes, here it is. He who withholds grain, the people will will curse him, but blessing will be on the head of him who sells it. That's there. We go. Thank you, Carmen. Hallelujah, girlfriend. Hallelujah, sister for doing that for me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, he who withholds grain, the people will curse him, but blessing will be on the head of him who sells it. So, so we can t apply that principle from Proverbs and say, blessing will be on the head of people who sell it. But if we withhold it, then, you know, the people are going to curse him, right? Just like the Bible says, when the the wicked are in power, the people groan, but when the righteous are, you know, the when the righteous is in power, the people rejoice. It's, people rejoice. It's the same principle. Yep. Yeah. So how does that, um, how does that bring us into the, the area of the spiritually minded person? Like well, with your, with your book and stuff, how you did that? Oh, uh, well, for me. And I did a podcast, and I still have it. I haven't done much on it in the last few months, but I still have it. I, I did a, a number of shows. And the spiritually-minded man, when I got in there, it's not something I go, I want to do this. Like I said, most of the time, if not all every time, God is leading in a direction. I'm going, I didn't, I didn't choose that. And so we're always fighting. But when you surrender, then you go, all right, what do you want me to do? And then he shows you, and then you see the blessing in that. So the spiritually-minded man is what other people were saying to me. And I'm like, who's the spiritually minded man, you know? And come to find out it was me. Cause every time I was coaching somebody for whatever reason, I'd mention a scripture or I'd say something where they recognize that's biblical. I didn't know I was doing it. It was just happening. They're like, you're, you're so spiritually minded. And they loved it. Even the non-believers. So I was like, all right, the spiritually minded man and got the logo and everything. And it was awesome. And I started to show, Hey, welcome to the show, the spiritually minded man show a show that takes a faith-based approach to teaching you life and spiritual principles, principles that will build your faith and therefore transform your life. Now I go, hi, my name is Del Gerard. Happy Friday to you, blah, 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 blah. And people love that. So they're like, what, what principles are you going to teach us? Because it's principles that don't change, period. And God says, hey, I got these concepts. I got these principles. I, I got all these rules and regulations that you think are just that, but these are things that will help you in your life. So when I coach, I'm trying to help people. Where do I get that information from that I go, this is good and truthful and real and good for this person in front of me? I got to get it from some source. So I get it from the word of God, the principles of the word of God. And those don't fail. So that's where I came up to be spiritually minded as you know, Romans 8 says, Hey, to be spiritually minded is life, but to be carnally minded, mm -hmm. fleshly minded, I tell people self-minded is death. death. I go, so, hmm, how does that work then? I, I don't want death. I want life. So then people are confused on how, well, who gets to choose? You go to Deuteronomy 30 and it says, hey, look, God says, I've set before you death and life, blessings and cursings, good and evil. He says that you should choose because we have free will choice. Well, what do I choose? He goes, choose life. <laughs> well, which life is that? The life that God has given you. It's like, oh, okay, so you're spiritually minded, meaning the things that you do 
you have God in mind literally before you do them. Right. And when every time you want to make a decision, you include him. Every time you're going forward, Lord, you're talking to him, having that conversation. Now you're in relationship. You're in fellowship. You're communing together. And like, like the word says, hey, the plans of man are made in his heart, but the Lord's purpose, he directs the steps. So that's what it means to be spiritually minded. But uh, I wanted more than just the men because I was doing it with just the men. So I want to do it with women too. So I'm in this transitional season now where I'm doing the spiritually minded life. And I'm going to include everybody because I want everybody. I want to do interviews like this uh, where everybody come, male and female, young or old. Uh, and I don't care if they disagree with the Christian faith, but I don't want, you know, nobody's negative. You'll never have like ISIS on. I'm not doing any of that stuff. None of that stuff where people are killing people. But if people have a different point of view, I don't mind. We're right. in discussion. They're spiritually minded. They might be stuck. You can still help them. Just give them the truth. That's People are not looking for religion. No. Every time you talk religion, people get mad. But people do not mind talking about Christ. Some call it the Christ consciousness, but they don't have a problem talking about Jesus. So I bring them Jesus. I don't bring them to church. I don't bring them to religion. I don't bring the spiritual whatever. I bring them the truth of Christ in principle without saying you should be, you should do, blah, blah, and then let them pick. Bring them to a place of understanding, knowing and understanding, and then God says they can choose which path they want. That's what God gave them. So that's all I'm doing. And that's I'm very, very serious about that. Yeah, and that's, that's very cool. And you know, it is now. Can you believe it? A half hour has already passed in this show. Come before. on, seriously? Yeah. I'm such a great communicator. Time flies when you're with me, just so you know. Yeah, it does. And um, <laughs> actually, because of that, we have to take a break. All right. So during today's break, I would like to say thank you. Yeah, from the heart. Yeah, from my heart to yours. Or from this harp to you <laughs> from my harp to your heart <laughs> ah this is why people don't know if they should take me seriously or not but anyway uh i do appreciate all you guys who watch the show i really do you guys mean a lot to me see look at that you guys like are all giving me hearts now and if you tap the screen you'll give me even more <laughs> there you go <laughs> thank you one day we'll be over 17 million hearts over there on Periscope. I think we're, we're very close. But anyway, um, so with all that said, I want to thank you guys for tuning into the show. Um, if you like our show and you want to support us financially, then we would welcome that donation. You can go to BibleNewsRadio.com forward slash give and give a tax deductible. Yes, I can say it now. A tax deductible donation to Heart Tug International because we tug on your heart, people. Um, and, uh, that, that money actually goes to help us pay for the expenses of the show. And, and hopefully at some point we'll be, have enough to live on and then promote the show out into the secular platforms that we're on. I have been chosen to not go on Christian platforms on purpose. In case you guys haven't noticed that every platform I'm on is liberally, liberally owned and operated by atheist God haters. And we're there. Yeah, we are. Boldly proclaiming the gospel where few go to do it. <laughs> and, um, and I'm proud of that because you guys who are believers, you're on those platforms and you share it out. And that's what this is about for me. Uh, so I want to tell you about that. I also want to tell you, I don't know if you're aware of this, but August is Will Preparation Month. 
and it was two years ago. I'm not sure if it still is, but I'm making it up right now. So if you uh, don't have your will done yet, then one great way you could do that is with Legal Shield. Yeah, you can. You can get your will done, get your advanced directives done, get all that stuff done with a Legal Shield membership, and you can also protect your identity with ID Shield. And I have to tell you this. Uh, my Twitter account, I can't remember if I already told you this, but I did on Facebook. My Twitter account, my Stacy Harp Twitter account I've had for 11 years disappeared and it was deleted literally by a hacker or somebody. I don't even know. I got an alert saying that, that somebody had logged into my account on a Chrome browser in Georgia and I, and it asked me if I had done this. I logged in and it said, can not account is not found. So I had like something like 18,000 followers on there. <laughs> and now I have seven people. Fortunately, I was able to go in and I was able to reclaim my name because this first thing in social media, you want to claim your name. And I always try to get my name because I have people who don't like me because of what I stand for. And I've had people put up fake Twitter accounts in my name. There was one for a while called the anti Stacy Harp. It was from the gay activist community who hated me. And I'm like, really? Seriously? Can't you do any better than this? Can you get more followers, please? <laughs> I was actually uh, honored to be a LGBT influencer for a while because the gay community hated me so much. I became an influencer on Twitter for the gay community because they kept, they kept picking on me. Anyway... All that to say that if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can still follow me at Stacy Harp, but you can also follow Bible News Radio, and that's where most of the stuff is that we tweet out. Um, the other thing is, uh, if you're interested in Legal Shield membership, just get in touch with me. I want to tell you more about it so that we can get you all protected. And if you're looking for a second source of income so that you can earn residual income, that is something I can also talk to you about in regards to that. So I know some of you, uh, you know, are doing that. You're looking for that. So just get in touch with me off the show. Okay. <clears throat> also, just a reminder that tomorrow night, uh, Randall's going to continue our study in the book of Jude. And also, if you want to come to my Bible study, which is better than Randall's, then you need to come to my Zoom Bible study where you get to interaction with me and up close and personal. And you can actually talk to me, unlike with Randall, who's hiding behind the screen. And he's like, I can only read comments, blah, 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 blah. So, and me and Randall are having a contest on how many people we can get to our Bible studies. And I want to win. And just so you know. News okay. to me. <laughs> Okay, I was lying about that just now. But, you know, hey, you know, Randall killed me today in pickleball, so I need to beat him by getting more people to come to my Bible study than people going to his Bible study. So, there you are. All right, if you just joined us, you probably have no idea what I'm talking about. But I want to thank you for tuning in, because today I have a competitive man, a godly man. Yeah, I do. He's a tall, muscular man named Coach Del Gerard. And um, anyway, I met him in Christian Business Partners, and he, and he <laughs> I'm totally making him laugh here. <laughs> uh, anyway, he he really won me over with his presentation. Uh, and anyway, so Del, welcome back. We um, <clears throat> One of the things that I have to tell you is that one of the things Del and me were, were talking about was was how people who are stuck irritate the crap out of us, 
right? And just frankly, how blunt we were with the word crap, you know? And I know I've had some people in the South tell me, honey, you shouldn't say that. You should say something more sensitive and sweet and stuff. But, you know, sometimes people need a kick in the butt. And that's being nice. I do want to say that other word, but I'm not going to. And don't you either, okay? Because this is a G-rated show. But we know what that means, people, don't we? Okay, anyway, so how do you deal with stuck people? You're asking me, how, how do I deal with stuck people? You're I get like, them unstuck. Yes, yes, I'm asking you. <laughs> yeah, I, I get people unstuck. You know, stuckness is just a lot of times just a, a lack of clarity. That's all. People are stuck because they're not clear on what to do next, not clear on where to go, hmm. not clear on what they want to do, not clear on uh, is there a plan of action, execution. They're just basically not clear. But one of the things I, I used to say, and I still do, and people can have their own opinions about this. I tell them, look, when you're stuck, you're usually stuck in your head. That's first. You're stuck in your head. And all you need to get unstuck is just a new idea, hmm. just a new thought. That's it. Just a new view. So uh, me and the great Les Brown, you know, we talked about stuff like this all the time. But one of the things uh, that we do, what we like to do with people is we take, like I said earlier, the keys that they have within themselves. And we paint. This is what hope is about. You paint a picture of hope. It's a different view than they're seeing because everybody sees life through their own lenses. That's their story. So they're stuck in their own story. That's the number one thing. If you change your story, change your life. Right. People say that, and that's a cute little saying. But if you can't back it up and give them the tools to do that, it don't mean you said crap, crapola, all the other stuff. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean squat. So you give them a, a picture of hope, because that's all we do. We create hope. So the Lord does with us, creates hope of a future that they say, that's what I want. They take their own key. They unlock themselves to go from this to this, to see a different picture than what they are already painting for themselves. That's what we're really doing. And then that gets them to shift just a, a little bit. And I even said in the presentation, you can't change what you don't know, what you're not aware of, and you definitely can't change what you will not acknowledge. Right. So we have to give people something that they can acknowledge and they go, yes, you're right. Once they do that, unstuckness. So that is a principle that you all should write down. You can't change what you don't acknowledge. And I'm going to be blunt. I know, highly unusual. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's my first time, so I'm experiencing this. <laughs> well, you know, here's the thing. Look, there are some of you in the audience, and you know I know who you are because I know a lot of you. But there are a few of you that are stuck. Yeah, you are. You're stuck. You're like stuck in the mud. You're, you know, you're you're like this. This is the ground, right? And you are like this. See, you're you're like stuck. And it doesn't matter how much we try to encourage you or whatever. You won't move because you're stuck and you're stuck and you're stuck and you're stuck and he's stuck, stuck. Yeah, you are. And here's the thing. You're never, you know, Jim Rohn said that you're not a tree so you can move, right? Something like that. <laughs> Jim Rohn, the famous uh, motivational speaker and philosopher of, of the past who's now with the Lord. But 
you know, the bottom line is, is your roots, if you're a tree, you can't move unless somebody cuts you down and then you're pretty much dead. You are a human though. And a lot of you are like in quicksand and everything that you try to do, you're like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Blah, 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 blah. But there is a way to get out of quicksand, right? There is, or you're going to die. Just so you know. I know that was pretty deep, huh? But anyway, so here's the thing. You have to acknowledge that you have a problem. And there are a few of you who have serious mental problems and you're not going to therapy like you should, right? And there's a few of you who, you know, even if you tried to seek out help for yourself, you're not doing the work or listening to the person that's trying to help you. So you need to change that, right? Del, how do you deal with, how do you coach somebody through something like that? Because I can tell you, like for me, many years ago when I first started therapy, I was about 19 years old and it was a scary call because it was like, who is this person? You know, oh, does this mean I'm crazy? You know, oh, you know, and, and 30 years ago, therapy was like, it was a new thing, kind of a fad. And over time, it became more normal and okay to go to therapy or get counseling or get coaching. Um, but I found out when I, once I, I got into it and I actually went in there and, and there was a person who actually liked me <laughs> and they were sitting there and they're like, so tell me why you're here. What is it you would like to talk about? Blah, blah, blah. And of course, if I didn't know what I wanted to talk about, then it's their job to try to help me, you know, to pull it out. Uh, but you've got to be willing to make that first step. And a lot of people won't even make that first step. So how do you deal with that? Well, for me, I'm a little different, as you might see. I'm not talking about just skin color, okay? I'm a little different. <laughs> I okay. approach people where they are at first. You always hear this, and this is one of my things about the building life that the Lord gave me, working with drug and alcohol people. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, where they're at is with the drugs and the alcohol and all the other stuff. Is that really where they want to be? And the answer is no. Now, there's people that have really mental issues and all that stuff. They need to see the, the specialized physicians and the doctor, the care professionals, whatever you want to call it. Yes. Right. But right. for other people, Jesus said, you shall know the truth. And that truth that you know, knowledge, will set you free. So I know that in principle. So when I come, if I'm talking to, to you, Stacy, and you're, I'm coaching, I'm going, okay, so Stacy, tell me, uh, where you at right now? in your life i'm sitting and you're gonna tell me your story blah 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 blah. no judgment there where would you like to be or where would you like to go or what future would you like to have a lot of people don't want to face that but if you can get them to the truth of acknowledging where they're at and they don't like it Ah. that's usually the first step that's great high five what do you high five for? Why is this great? Because you've acknowledged where you're at. Can't change what you will not acknowledge. Hello? Right. So now, if everything was equal and you had the means, you had the power, which they do, they just can't see it right now. Right. Where would you like to go? What was your dreams when you were a little kid? Something to jar them where they go, I would like X, Y, Z. Great. What's keeping you from that right now? Mm-hmm. they're going to tell you, but everybody's trying to go forward first. 
But what people are dealing with is the stuff in the past. Right. So I like to go backwards first. Then bring them up to the reality of where they're at. Then say, hey, do you want to go forward? Can I role play with you? Sure. What's my role? <laughs> okay. You're going to be the coach. I'm going to be the stuck person. Okay. Because I want to see how you do this. Okay. <laughs> so I'm coming in. I am the stuck person and you are the coach. By the way, I'm okay. going to be a pain in the butt stuck person. Just so you know. I was going to say, are you going to be one of those people that no matter what I say, they're going to go, no. No, I'm going to pretend I'm some of the people in my audience that I know. So let's see if you can, you can figure out if I'm. Oh my God. I'm just. You're not. Okay. So. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, this is my show. I can do what I want. Okay. I love it. All right. Okay. So (laughs) go ahead. All right. So Stacy, so why are we here today, Stacy? We're here today. Yeah, we are. Yes, yes. I mean, you came to me, you want to talk to me, you had some thoughts, you had some things on your mind, things on your heart. So why are we here today? Why are you meeting with me? You offered me a free session. And so I thought I'd take you up on it because it Great. wasn't going to cost me any money. Awesome. What would you like to talk about today? Nothing. I just thought I'd sit here in your presence. Oh, so you just want to be in my presence? Yeah, I do. Should I sing to you? Should I dance? Should I tell jokes? What would you like me to do? I think you should tell jokes. Okay, here's a joke. Do you have the life that you want? No. I don't have the life I want. I don't. Would you you like to have a different life? Yes, but I don't know how to get it. I understand that you don't know how, but the first thing is, do you want to go to Disneyland? Yes or no? Yes. Then we can talk about how to get to Disneyland. Train, plane, you know, everything. So, I don't like Disneyland. No, that's fine. Okay. So you have a life that you don't like, mm-hmm. but you'd like to change it. I'm yes? not sure because I'm comfortable living in my car with my cat. I understand. But my question was, you have a life that you would like to change, yes. correct? Great. Kinda. Great. Mm-hmm. You can't change anything if you're unwilling. And it sounds like you're willing. That's a great thing. It's, it's How a to get there could be multiple ways. Yes. So would you like to change now or would you like to change later? How much is it going to cost to change later? Right now, it doesn't cost you a dime. Okay. What if I wanted to do it now? Then we can start now. Okay. Are you willing? I am willing. Yeah, I am. Okay, you see that? Great. I'm willing. He drawed me out so that I'm willing. Okay. So here's what I want you to do. Okay. I want you to imagine for about 30 seconds what type of life that you want. And then after you've got that, then I'm going to ask you to just share that with me. Okay? Okay. Do I have to do it for the whole 30 seconds? I already know. No. If you already know, just share it with me. You want to jump up here? Okay. So I would like to be able to live in my own house. And not have any roommates. That's what I would like. Do you have roommates in your own house right now? I don't live in a house right now, but the people I live with, I don't like. And I would like to just live in my own place. Okay. Yes. Do you have, do you have the appropriate funds to get a place by yourself? I have difficulty managing my money. And 
that that I don't tell anybody that, but that's the truth. And so okay. I make enough, but I'm in debt, and and I have a hard time because I I spend it on stuff I shouldn't, and you know. So the answer is yes. You have enough money to get a place of your own. Kinda. It's either yes or no. You either have it or you don't. Which one is it? I'm in a lot of debt, so kind of like I don't because okay, I'm in so, so much so debt. Okay, so Stacy, let me uh, let, let's do this. When I ask you a question, I don't want to hear a story. I want to hear a yes or a no. Or if I'm asking an open-ended one, I want to hear a solution-oriented response. Can we do that? Yes. Great. Okay. Do you or do you not have enough money currently to get to a place that you want to be? No. Great. Because, see, if you said yes, then we can go right now. If you say no, then there's some things that we're going to have to do before we act on getting to that place. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Great. And this process of just what we're doing right now, once you know how to do just one of them, Mm -hmm. we're going to repeat that same process to everything that you want to achieve. Okay. Because it's really just three questions. Where are you at currently? Right. Where do you want to go and what's in the way? And I usually like to ask it like this. Uh, Where would you like to be or where would you like to go? You said, I'd like to be at a house with nobody there. Great. I say, what's in your way? And you say, I don't have the money. Great. Now we know what you want. We know what the problem is. And we can now come up with a strategy or a plan of action that we can put into place that you can now do every single day to achieve your goals. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Yes, it does. That's exactly how we're going to do everything. And once you know how to do that, it's like tying your shoes. Once you know how to tie your shoes, you don't even think about it. You just do it. Create the habits. I wear slip-ons. It's still shoes, right? True. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> okay. All right. So now the person is, they have acknowledged the problem. So what would be a step to like a daily step to help them with accountability? Because see, you and I know that the reason why people don't change and the reason why people are stuck is because they don't want to be accountable. And, you know, both of us have worked with drug addicts and all that other stuff and, 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 um, you know, frankly, you got to be very direct and in, in people's faces who deal with alcohol addiction. Cause you know, when the lips are moving, you know, it's usually a lie coming out and you got to go like that. I totally got, I got snowed when I was first a therapist. I was like, really? Oh, wow. I had no idea. But anyway, I have this story for another time. Yeah. I like to take a different approach. Like I said, okay. I meet, <clears throat> excuse me. I meet people where they're at. If people are a hard A. I'm going to come at them a hard A. If people are a softy, I'm going to come at them at first a softy. Okay. But I'm not going to keep you there. Because if the thing that you're doing now is not helping you move forward to where you want to go, where you want to be, then we're not going to use that technique, that tactic. We're not going to use that. Okay. So realistically, I will say something like this to him. Okay, so Stacy, listen to me. Everybody wants something. They say they don't know how to do it. We give them the tools. We give them the information. They now know how to do it. They start to do it. But nobody wants to be responsible to do it. Listen to me. This is where what we call, excuse me, accountability. And all that is, is you're giving somebody permission to hold you 
accountable to what you said. But people don't like that word. So I like to change it. Okay. So I would like to help you move yourself from where you are to where you want to be to achieve your goals, visions, dreams, desires. So I would like to become your achievability partner, which is another way of saying accountability, but we're not going to use that word. So I want to help you to achieve. The Bible says we were not meant to do things alone. Right. So we need to have people partner up with us to help us because we can't do it by ourselves. So if you are willing to allow me to help you hold on, hold you accountable technically, but do that to help you achieve what you said you want, I'm going to be there for you. Are you willing to do that? Yes. Yes. Then that's you what we'll forward. do, and we'll do it together. I'm we'll mirroring plan it, you. We'll do it yes. together. Okay. Okay. So, what would be a step in that way, though? So, because there's a lot of people, and I'm, you know, there's a handful of you. I know you, <laughs> who who are like, okay, let's say, um, uh, like, I know you have a program. <laughs> this is my creative way of telling you that Dell has a program you can get involved in people. That selling. Someone. Well, anyway, but okay, so so you have an account, you have a coaching program that people can call you up all the time for a cost, and you know what that is, but let's say they don't call you up. Let's say they, they say they want the accountability or the achievability, but then they they don't do it. Then what? What do you do? Well, you can't force anybody to do anything they don't want to do. True. Unless you put a gun uh, to their head. Yeah, yeah. And even then, you know, you got people that says, I'm still not going to do it. Do it or I'll shoot you. And there's people that say, I'm not doing anything you have to shoot. I'm not going to put myself in that position. Okay. If a person says they want something and I'm willing to help them and they don't do it, even God will not force himself on them. This is true. It's up to them. So we can talk about how great we are. I got the great program. I got the great tools. I got the great everything behind me, backing me up. I got Superman behind here, willing to do whatever it is you want. And if you don't want to do it, There's nothing I can do. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not the guy for you. It's just that simple. Okay. And then after that, you just basically cut them off because they're not ready. I don't cut them off. Okay. (laughs) They have cut themselves off. Gotcha. It's like saying, I want a million dollars. I say, here's a million dollars. And they don't take it. (laughs) Right. Well, and you know what? See, that's, there's another principle that, um, it, that's in Galatians about about walking in the spirit, right? If you walk in the spirit, you won't you won't fulfill uh, the lust of the flesh, right? Yeah. You won't fulfill the, the lust of the flesh. But but I think it's in Romans actually. Uh, anyway, it also talks about how um, you know people. It's natural to be in bondage. It's supernatural to be set free. You know, it it is. It's totally natural for us as people to be in bondage. I mean, I did a whole course on this called the cost of becoming real. The cost of becoming real is that you have to look at your your stuff and you have to deal with it. Um, but you know you can only get so far in life if you're not willing to, you know. And like you said, you cut yourself off. It's it's just like the principle of salvation. If you don't receive the free gift of Jesus and what He offered, then you know you're not getting heaven. You're no. getting the alternative, and and it's it's like that choice He gave us free will to be able to make that decision. Right. That's right. Yeah. And, and see, so, and, and you have to understand, as coaches, teachers, practitioners, people who want to lead others, and we feel 
guilty when they don't want to do it. Sure, we feel that because we're human. Mm -hmm. We love them. We want the best for everybody. God wants the best for everybody. But I learned this. When I went back and I read Genesis at 38 years old after divorce, I know they don't tell you, don't tell anybody you're divorced. Stuff happens. I couldn't force the woman to stay. She left. She left. Life goes on. But it was interesting. When I read that at the end and, and God told him, hey, don't eat from the fruit, the forbidden fruit. Right. No problem. Right. He ate, she ate, devil ate. He went up the ladder, took care of the devil or the serpent, took care of the woman. Then he got to the man and he said, because you didn't listen to me. You made the choice to do it your way. No problem. But you're out of here. <laughs> you can't stay in this environment, this godly environment, this sinless environment with that sin, that stain. So you got to go. I'll still take care of you, but you got to go. So he drove him out. Didn't kick him out. He drove him out. And I'm like, that's like, get, get, get out of here. You know, he drove him out. I was like, wow, God drove him out of their home. Mm-hmm. Cause God don't play. Right. God said, it's your choice. I cannot force you. I'm a gentleman. I will give you anything you desire if you can just stay connected with me. And we don't do it. So I don't have any grief when people don't do what they said they want to do because now I'm taking on that responsibility for them. I'm not putting that monkey on my back. I had to learn that over these years. I still love them. I still care for them. I still call them. I got one person now on my program, Mm -hmm. one call. It's been two weeks. I sent an email. I sent the text. Then I sent a phone call just three days ago. Has not called me back. I'm not going to force them, but I will give them the opportunity. That's the grace that God talks about. Graciously say, look, all still fine. Come on back. We don't care whether you finished your homework or not. Come on back. Let's just talk. Let's just get back in line. Let's just talk. Can't do anything else. See, I used to, as a therapist, I would say, are you, I mean, I'm happy to just take your money, you know? And But that's not know, where our heart is. That's not who we are. Right. It's not, it's not who we are. But sometimes that tough love actually does help because, you know, I mean, I remember I had a client once. This was so funny. Uh, she came, she uh, came late. She was a constant late person. It drives me crazy because, you know, a typical therapy session is 50 minutes. She would show up 10 or 15 minutes late. And I remember, all right, you know, she was my last client. So this irritated me because it was like, look, if you're not going to show up, then I could leave and go home. I could leave. <laughs> right. So this one particular day, this one session, um, I, uh, I was waiting and waiting and waiting. And about a quarter after she wasn't there. So I decided I was going to go for a walk around the block. So I went down. I got myself something to drink at the local restaurant that was below my office and went for a walk and, and showed up about, I don't know, 10 minutes later. So by then it was about, what, 25 minutes after. And she was in the waiting room when I got back. So I let her in. And then at 10 minutes till the top of the hour, I said, time's up. And she And, and she got irritated with me. And she's like, well, I haven't had my whole session. I said, well, you showed up late. She goes, well, you showed up late. I said, actually, I was here and you weren't here. And I went and got a drink and um, and you were late. And, 
<laughs> Needless to say, she got so ticked off at me and she was really mad because I threw her out. And But you know what? She was never late again after that because she ended up paying me 50 or 60 bucks, whatever it was, for basically 20 minutes of my time. And I told her, I said, I had already told her this numerous times and I finally enforced that boundary. Knowing she was going to get mad at me, but it was her consequence. She could have called me up. She never even called me. I mean, we had cell phones back then. So it was, you know, it wasn't like she couldn't have texted me or called me or anything. So you, sometimes you just have to do, let the chips fall where they may and allow people to reap what they sow. And, you know, my friend, um, Rachel, who's also watching, she did a, a recent show uh, um, when she was talking about reaping and sowing. And she was saying sometimes... You know, you plant the seeds a year ago of what you're going to reap today, right? And we do this in business too, right? I mean, like how you treat a customer today is going to determine if they're going to come back or if they're not going to come back. It's going to determine if they give you a referral or they're not going to give you a referral. You know, you reap what you sow. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Good stuff. Very yeah, good. And, and I'll just say this because I was also on that presentation, remember? Uh -huh. I did the bellisms. Yeah. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I like I like stuff like that. And and I said, you know, life is decision driven. The decisions you make today are the seeds of your harvest for tomorrow. So the choices and decisions you make today have an effect on your future. Yep. That's what that is really all about. And when people go, yeah, I know. Oh, really? And then what happens? Wow. I got a ticket today, speeding. I didn't pay it on time, and it's been two years. When they catch you in two years, that fine is not only going to be this much, but if they caught you before you came in to pay it, you're probably going straight to jail because there's a warrant out for your arrest now. Right. So this is why I say teaching principles. You give them these things. You're not just talking. These are life and spiritual principles and then they, when they come to understand that, because the Bible says a person has understanding, has wisdom, they know, now they understand, now what would you like to do? And now it's choice time, it's decision time. They say, well, choose life. What's the direction that's going to give you life? This way, then which way would you like to go? I'd like to go that way. Great. That's what I'm talking about. That's what building life is about how to restructure your present state of existence by teaching principles, building faith, transforming lives. Because my purpose that the Lord gave me, I was crying to the Lord at 43 years old. He said, help others make meaningful changes in their life. Yep. Meaningful to them, not meaningful to me. Right. So I'm supposed to help you. And then I realized we're in Corinthians, oh, I got to help ministry. I know it's a teacher and it was evangelist, but I got to help, help ministry. And it fit. So what I did was I called my, my children. I got four children. They're grown. The youngest is 30. Called all my friends. I said, this guy named Del Gerard died. Not your friend. This guy named Del Gerard died. I want you to email me back exactly who this guy was. Tell me who this guy was. Don't say he's your friend. Tell me about his character and everything else. And it all came back. Helps, 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 helps. Gregarious, you know, funny, blah, 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 blah. But uh, loyal, you know, helps, helps, helps. It's 3 o'clock in the morning, you call him, he's there. You last dime, he's there. Even my kids said that. I was like, dang. And then I realized I'd help. So when I went back and looked at all my stuff that I'd written for teaching and stuff, you know, decades ago, 
it's all there. Helps, 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 helps. I'm like, ah. So yep. I have a helps ministry, but the way I go about it is spiritually minded to the people, like Jesus did, parables and everything else, giving them that principle, but relating it to earthly stuff. And my secret, I'll tell you, is simply this. Principles before application. That's it. There you go. All right. And with that said, one last comment because we're over time. Yeah, we are. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, it's okay. This means it's been a good, delicious conversation, as my friend used to say. Ouch. I have a dog on my lap who loves me so much that he wanted to sit on my lap during the show. And he kept bugging me. Anyway. Anyway, so... Uh, a lot of you are in the chat room and have stayed for this whole show, which clearly tells me that you love this man. Yeah, you do. So here's the thing, Coach. I want you to tell people how they can get in touch with you. And if you have anything to offer them, let them know. Um, and um, actually, I, I want you to do that. But I also got a, I got a question that just came in. I'm going to ask. The, I'll ask this question. So do you ever compartmentalize some experiences as a personal coping mechanism as well as spiritually? That's a question that just came in from TR Fun Guy. Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. There are times I do. Especially when you're doing it with yourself personally. You know, when you're outside the coaching and teaching and you're going through your own stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So if somebody wants to get in touch with you and wants you to kick them in the rear end, to motivate them, to encourage them, to, you know, coach them or to just talk to them about whatever. Uh, how can they do that? And, and well, you know. It's very simple. CoachDell at gmail.com. Coach, D-E-L, 1-L, Dell, Like Dell Taco without the taco. CoachDell at gmail.com. I miss Dell Taco. Yeah. Just, just tell me, hey, I'd like to have a conversation. Because remember, it's not one size fits all. So I want to have a conversation, see where they're at, and then see if this is a good fit. And then we can come up together what's a plan to help them get to where they want to be. Yeah. And I think that there's some about uh, <laughs> Take two. I think that there's some of you out there who could benefit from Dell, just so you know. <laughs> no, and I mean that in a nice way, you know, because, you know, I cares about you. Uh, but anyway, seriously, because, you know, not at not. I can't, you know, I can't help everybody. My other guests can't help everybody. God has certain people appointed to help certain people. And what you see here with Dell is really who he is. I mean, I've, I met him. I've talked to him for hours because he likes to talk a lot, people. Yeah, he does. He has his own show. <laughs> you know, honestly, I don't think I picked on a guest so much. You, you have been. To know me is to love me. It is. It's totally to love you. Yeah, it is. Okay, anyway, and if they want to get your books and stuff, are they available still or no? Yeah, I got a few uh, of the books left. Living with Heart, Wellness from the Inside Out. Uh-huh. 20 bucks. Uh, I got a CD right here. Dynamic Empowerment, eight uh, shows, four CDs in there. And then uh, Mindset, the key to what you desire. Mm-hmm. Cool. There on the back. Because what what the Bible say? Uh, you want transformation, then you must renew your mind. Yep. That's why it's spiritually minded. If anybody knows me, that's they know that's my favorite verse, Romans twelve two. 
And it says continually in that verse, it says to not to be conformed to this world, but to be continually transformed in the Greek. It says continually transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you might prove what God's good and perfect and acceptable will is in verse three. Yeah. And so, that's the key. You prove it, not right. God. Right. You prove it. But he made our brains neuroplast neuroplastic so that the waves, you know, the, the grooves in there that we can actually do that. And it's so cool that he does that because it's, uh, you know, a lot of people are like, well, I can't change. And I'm like, yeah, you can. Which is why you said that one thing that goes exactly what you said. This is why you do not speak that which you do not want. Right. Because we have the mind of Christ. God says we are created in his image. When you go back in Genesis, God spoke, and whatever he said manifested. Right. All right. Okay. Well, I guess that's it, people. Yeah, it is. So thanks for tuning in to the show, Del. Thank you for being my guest. You're you, welcome. You did a good job, people. Yeah, you did. You did a great job, Del. High five, bud. Okay. Anyway, you didn't see it, but he hit me really hard, and it hurts now. Look at that. So much so that he bruised my finger right there. See that? Actually, that happened at Pickleball. Randall, my husband, can you believe it? He did that, and I'm not going to put up my finger by itself. But what I can tell you is that you see the finger it's on, people. This is my dynamic figure in Pickleball that actually, yeah, boy, it hurt, too, the whole game. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty bad. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, for the love of the sport, injuries abound. My friend George hit me in the back. Yeah, he did. He actually was trying to get the ball over the net. Instead, he hit me, his partner. <laughs> he told me I should have ducked because usually I do. And I said, if I had ducked, you would have hit me in the head. <laughs> Such is life. Anyway, thank you for being my guest. Thank you for tuning in, people. And as I always say at the end of every show, be bold. Stand up and go with God because he loves you. And you know what? Don't be afraid to change because sometimes you think that it's not going to be good for you, but it ultimately becomes the best thing for you ever. So go forth and prosper, people. <laughs>